Welcome to the Highfields Youth Podcast. This is Jess and today I'm chatting to Sarah Gray. Hello Sarah. Hiya, hello. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm getting used to this lockdown malarkey. It's all feeling quite normal now. Now, Sarah Gray, we all know you because you have been an edge leader for a very long time. Um, how long have you been an edge leader for? Oh, gosh. Um, I think it's about 13 years, I 13 think. 13 years. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, now, one less than Joe Bott. One less than Joe Bott. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. And there's no way of, like, gaining that year back, is there? Like, she'll always, she'll always have an extra year at the edge than you. Yeah. Still very impressive, though, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and here's the question, though. 13 years at the edge. Why? Like, why be an edge leader? Oh, I, I just, I think I'm a bit of a youth at heart, to be honest. <laughs> I just love sort of all the fun that we have and the different activities that we do. And just, yeah, this sense of like working in a team as well. I've just loved that over the years. You get to know people really well and they become friends and just working in part of the team is just amazing in the edge. I really love that. Yeah, I think one privilege of, of doing it for so long is just you then get to see the youth grow (laughs) if you know what I mean it's just amazing and you guys in the edge I love how you have so many questions and then it makes me kind of then have to think why I believe what I believe and makes me then look at the truths of the bible again and the promises and just reminds again of how the bible just has all the answers to all the important questions you know yeah and it's just I love that (laughs) well it is I love being on a team with you it's brilliant it's excellent so another good thing about sort of being in the edge for so long is you get to see how the youth in the edge have then grown up and they are now helping to lead uh, different groups in church which is amazing and obviously you know Tim was an edger when I was leading it Um, and now he is an edge leader himself which is amazing if not, makes me feel a little bit old, but it is amazing. <laughs> so it's a really privilege to see. <laughs> now, um, Sarah Gray, you have a very particular job that is unlike any other job I've ever heard of. What do you, as in, I know lockdown's all been a bit different, but what normally, what do you do? Um, when everybody asks me this, I have this little spiel that I give. because <laughs> <laughs> My job is so hard to explain. So I just say, I'm a historical interpreter. Which then people have still got questions and understand what that they don't really know what that means either. Um, <laughs> but so basically, I work in an old manor house. It's set in the year 1645. So the manor house we've made it look um, as it would have looked in 1645. So the rooms are how we think they would be, and we dress up um, as servants of the master of the house. Um, the house is called Flankaichwaur. So I dress up as a 17th century dairy maid and basically tell people about the history of the house and what things were like in the 17th century and kind of always staying in character so we never break our character so we speak in old English. (laughs) That sounds amazing and it must mean that there are some pretty weird and funny moments in your job like give us give us your weirdest yeah um so I just love how the kids really get into it a lot of the time they're there with you in 1645 and um they really believe that you actually live in the house so so many times like did you do you really live here and like hi I sleep in the attics above stair and they like really get into it and it's funny 
And um, my sister once was on a, a trip. She's a teacher. So she was on a trip with some primary school children. And after the trip, my sister was like, oh, that was actually my sister in there, the dairy maid. And they were like, what? That's not your sister. And they're like, yeah. And they were like, she lives in the house. I was like, well, she doesn't really live in the house. <laughs> and like, well, but she speaks funny. Yeah, it's like, no, she doesn't really speak like that. And then like, she's like, she wears jeans and everything. And they're like, she wears jeans? <laughs> I just love the fact they believed it. It was so funny. But then you get like older people then. I remember one lady, bless her, she came into the kitchen and I was sort of conducted in the kitchen, speaking to people in the kitchen. She said, Oh, you made a mistake there. They got orange on the table there. They wanted about oranges back in your day. That was my very poor attempt to a northern accent. I'm very sorry. Um, I was like, yeah, we, we have oranges. And I went into the whole history of how, um, you know, where the oranges come from, how long it's been in Britain and Wales and how Master is very wealthy so we can afford an orange. And I went into this big spiel and she's going, all right, yeah, yeah. And then I left the room to lead the people into the next room. And she was like, she turned to her daughter and said quite loudly. So I heard, don't believe a word that girl just said. And I was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> so you get the extremes. <laughs> I can't wait for it to open again because I still haven't, I still haven't been to visit, which is terrible. And I am desperate to. Um, and speaking of characters, you were part of a drama group, aren't you? And what have you guys been working on during lockdown? Yeah, so um, sadly, like you say, we can't rehearse or meet together in the in the same way as we used to. But um, we've actually been working on a, a play for radio or actually doing podcasts. Um, we're actually looking at the Spanish flu, so in the um, early nineteen in the nineteen hundreds, and kind of seeing the links of the Spanish flu and today in this pandemic. So um, lots of similarities, theatres were called, called closed cinemas and churches, people were allowed to gather, people wearing masks and things like that. So yeah, we're doing sort of a, a play for radio about the, the Spanish flu. And then we hope to do little separate podcasts based on a play that we did um, a while ago on sort of famous women in history, either Welsh women or women who have Welsh links. So we're doing little podcasts on famous Welsh women as well. Yeah, That sounds fab. In your group, what's it like being a Christian? Because you're the only Christian in it, aren't you? So what's it like in the world of drama being a Christian? So the group that I am um, in, my drama company, the theatre company I'm in, they've got sort of most of them I'd say have a belief in God and we do have some really interesting conversations I remember going to Ireland to perform and one evening they all just kind of sat and asked me loads of questions about um, my faith and where I believed and yeah with the Lord's help um, I was able to kind of just give my testimony and tell them about my faith and how much it means to me and they were just really interested in in that you know and it's hard because you want them to know the the truth for themselves and I pray for them and I get my life group to pray for them as well but yeah I think they they definitely have a, a belief in God a lot of them and very they ask me a lot of questions about my faith which is amazing are you ever scared of sharing those answers like is that ever a scary thing or is it like or what makes it not scary if it's not yeah I'm I pray a lot <laughs> as they're asking me the questions and I just want, yeah, I really feel God just giving me the answers, um, which is amazing. It's, it's not me. It's God definitely, you know, gives you the strength in those times and gives me the strength in those times to speak boldly about my faith, which is great. 
<laughs> so when we're so when we're all sharing our faith in other in situations, we need to remember to pray. Which sounds straightforward, but I know I definitely don't. I think I could just crack on on my own. And he can yeah. still use our words as well, can't we? I mean, I'm sure I've spouted off all kinds of rubbish, but he can he can use our words definitely he when really we feel can, can't he? Like, which is exciting, isn't it? Because sometimes you, I I've done the same. Like, I think, oh my goodness, what earth did I say there? And someone says, oh, no, that was really clear. I'm like, well, it wasn't. So that was definitely God's work. <laughs> yes, it is exciting what he can do through us. Um, my last question for you, Sarah, is what's a song to sum up your week or a song that you're liking a lot at the moment? Oh, so if you'd asked me this question before, it would have been uh, Mary Poppins, the songs from Mary Poppins, because my housemate and I, we had to do like a scene from Mary Poppins yes. for the quiz. And honestly, for then days after, I had that song with Mr. Banks sings Mary Poppins yeah. in my head all the time. I just find myself singing the song and my housemate be the same. <laughs> uh, so it would have been that earlier on. But yeah, um, also I've been listening to, I think her name's Lauren um, Daigle. I think I'm pronouncing it. Well, right, I'm not sure. And I've been listening to her album, Look Up a Child. And a lot of it in that album talks about how when we can't make sense of what's going on around us, how we need to just look to God and how he gives you the, the strength and he's in control and he gives you guidance and gives you love and just always to look to him, really. So that's quite a good album to be listening to at the moment. Brilliant. Yeah. Fab. Well, thank you very much, Sarah. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being on the podcast. Um, we will see you tomorrow at the edge. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Excellent. Yeah. See you then. Bye. Bye. Well, that was Sarah from The Edge. Next up is Simon from The Gen. Until then, bye.